Welcome to Make Pods Great Again. I'm your host, John, back with my girl, Nikki. Nikki, how are you? I am so good. How are you? You feeling all right? You doing okay? Yeah. Yeah? I feel great. I feel like an asshole every time I say that out loud because there are so many people who have such a hard time with with pregnancy and I'm just kind of over here like, mm, it's really fine. <laughs> I don't know, like I, I, I'm not around a lot of pregnant people, but it's, I work with a lot of younger people that are starting families and I feel like the experience is so different for uh-huh. everyone. I always feel the need to ask. Like some people are like, nope, I'm good. And then other people are like, oh my God, I'm puking every 30 seconds. I know. It's- I feel so bad. For the most part, I'm totally fine. It was great. Tommy uh, Marquez sent me a text the other day congratulating me and asking me how I was doing. And I said the same thing. I was like, I feel like a dick every time I say it, but I'm like, really kind of fine truthfully and he was like you don't have to feel bad for kicking pregnancy's ass <laughs> like that's the best quote i've gotten so far well and and the reality is you could be kicking it right now and next week it could be a totally different experience for you True. so we'll just we'll just, just keep... ask me every week <laughs> yeah kind of yeah. like the open which is a nice segue to our guest tonight uh we have uh carl eagleman on who uh, runs the page uh, whiteboard daily, which I'm sure most of you guys are, are very aware of. If you're not, you should, mm-hmm. uh, Carl, how are you? I'm very well. Thank you guys uh, so much for having me. I uh, really appreciate the opportunity to sit down and talk with you guys, especially with regard to the open and, um, hopefully I can share some value, uh, to those who might be uh, having some questions about it. Well, you, you, you got to be a miracle worker. If you can help me with the open for whatever that's worth. <laughs> I'm not ready, man. I am not. I was doing a workout in my basement today thinking, oh my God, I'm going to die this year. Like I might, I'm like really might be on the edge of death. I'm just not prepared. Yeah. What do you do? What do you do? For, do you have magic? Like some magic tips for Whiteboard someone who magic? Is, yeah. For someone who is completely and utterly that who has been in decent shape for the last few years, but finds himself going into this open, not in a good place. What, what would your main, main advice for me be? Well, I, um, through whiteboard, I, I, a lot of it just kind of start off with, uh, inspirational quotes and workouts. And then I started getting into coaching cues, but a big chunk of what I do is like perspectives. And, um, what I mean by that is you have to have the right perspective going into the open, uh, and right expectations when it comes down to your own performance. And one thing that a lot of people need to be aware of is just, um, <laughs> uh, personal awareness. And what I mean by that is like personal expectations. Like if there's a, there's a quote, um, I used to train, uh, I, I, CrossFit has introduced me to a lot of different sports. And for those who don't know, I'm pretty tall. I'm six. Well, I'm, I'm, I was taller. I think I'm shrinking in my <laughs> CrossFit does um, that to you. I was six, seven, and now I'm six, six. I'm pretty sure I'm six, six, but if you're six, six, uh, if you're tall and if you have a good set of lungs and if you can move pretty well, you can be a pretty good rower. And so CrossFit actually, that's about it in CrossFit. (laughs) Unfortunately, Carl, you are holding it down for the tall guys because there ain't much else. Y'all have a ways to snatch. Rowing and wall balls are like my wheelhouse. Uh, I can do it all the time. Um, and I used to actually, I say CrossFit introduced me to rowing, indoor rowing, and I never had really sat on a a concept two prior to my involvement with with CrossFit, which I probably started doing CrossFit around uh, 2008 or so. Um, But that being said, um, I I started to really try to be the best rower I could possibly possibly be. So for a full year, uh, I forget what year it was. I think it's um, 2008. 
nine or so, I took off a year of CrossFit and I only did Olympic rowing. Or sorry, not Olympic. I did Olympic lifting too, but just uh, indoor rowing. And I focused on every single year. There's a giant world championships held in Boston called the Crash Bees. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I set my sights on that. I did some indoor comps, but it was just myself on my rower um, in my garage with a um, following my own training. And um, all this being said, leading up to the big uh, world championships, um, one of my closest friends, he said, hey, you know what? The haze in the barn, all you got to do to left is just burn it down. And so all of this being said that at this point in your um, athletic, your fitness, uh, capabilities right now. Um, you're at that point where all the hay has been packed in your barn and there's nothing less left to do to burn it down. Um, you, there's nothing more that you can really do right now, but just kind of prepare yourself, uh, with regard to, uh, recovery and sleep and good nutrition. Um, and just have fun, right? Uh, there's nothing more you can really do. I wouldn't worry about gaining new skills right now. It's just about uh, mentally preparing yourself. I don't know if all the hay's in my barn, Carl, but I'm definitely old <laughs> McDonald. There's no doubt about that. Like, I'm gonna I'm gonna use that line though. All the hay is in my barn. I like that. And there's yeah. nothing left to do but burn that bitch down. Burn exactly. it down. Burn it down. And I, that is one quote that's really actually. Um, it's really actually always been in the back of my mind because it makes a lot of sense to me, but it, that, it, and it's actually one perspective that I've never drawn up on whiteboard daily. Um, never. And I, I try to exhaust all of the thoughts in my mind, um, when it comes to creating content for whiteboard daily, anything that I've learned with regard to coach, like coaching content, I put it out there. Um, but man, the hand haze in the barn, nothing left to do, but burn it down is never, um, has that illustrations never made it onto the feed. I might have to so do that. When everyone sees it next week, you know, that idea was born on this podcast. That's right. I, honestly. Yeah. I'll, I'll reference that. I'll draw it up. It, it's time for me to, to illustrate that one. So, so your, your page though, I think is really timely for the open, like particularly like, I love your little drawings. I shouldn't mm, call them little drawings. So so they're, they're very cool. Uh, and for the record, I have used one of them today on my home workout. Um, oh, but uh, I, you know, I, I think it's really interesting, like looking over what you're coaching people through, particularly in, in light of the drawings or kind of the artwork of, of helping people understand what these movements should look like, particularly going into an open where now you have like an equipment free, equipment free workout. Are, yeah. do, do you have any plans for that? Like going into, you know, week one, like how to coach people through like, you know, what's kind of the inevitable coming Mm -hmm. uh, you know, equipment free movements. Yeah, I do. Um, I've got quite a few, uh, gymnastics movements. I mean, people really enjoy the movement sequences that I'll post. And I, I remember the first time I ever posted the, um, the breakdown of the snatch, that movement sequence, uh, it really just caught on because apparently there's this magic that happens between the bar being below your shoulders and being above your shoulders. And, when I was able to illustrate that with a stick figure, people were like, yes, that's what I'm talking about. Um, and so I, I've, I have drawn many, many multiple, many, many uh, movement sequences. And I have noticed that when the time comes around for the open each year, that those movement sequences that are used in the open, um, a lot of bodyweight stuff, 
those are the ones that start getting shared and passed around a lot. And, that, and that's why I created this content is because I want coaches to, I want to make it easier for coaches to share um, uh, instruction. I want, uh, I see my job that I love so much right now is to communicate movement. And I do that with stick figures because that's about as close to a drawing on a cave as you can get. It's, it's about as <laughs> Yeah, as basic as you can make it. So um, that's yeah. why it's good uh, for me. It's like a coloring book. It's perfect. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That is the goal. That is like that's another reason why I started Whiteboard Daily. I remember um, again. I, I talked about how I took some time off and I only did Olympic weight or sorry rowing. I also did the same thing where I only did Olympic weightlifting for a year or two, and it was actually on the platform and at a, at a place called Force Force Fitness in Bloomington, Indiana. And I remember. My coach at the time, uh, Will Fleming, who's a really great friend of mine, he gave me a, a coaching cue about the jerk. And it was down like a rock, up like a rocket. And I was like, I saw this visual in my mind. And I was like, that's really cool. It makes a lot of sense. And I was like, there should be, a, I wish there was a book of cues, like nothing but cues, just coaching cues. And that was the sole, uh, that was a very big reason why I create Whiteboard Days because I wanted to start the catalog. I wanted to start to create some kind of database of coaching cues. So that would be a, a coffee table book with every single drawing that I've ever done is, is an ultimate goal for me with whiteboard daily. And hopefully, hopefully it's a cool thing to have in, in a CrossFit lobby. Um, but also hopefully it's just like an instructional coaching educational tool as well. How many of your cues or maybe how important is it to you when you're coming up with cues to, also, in addition to the physical ones that you can illustrate with stick figures, to also figure out how to give those types of tips when it comes to like mentality and expectation setting and all that stuff. Because that's what I think about, like when you're haze in the barn and you got to burn it down, you still need to set reasonable expectations for yourself because you don't want to, you don't want to go in and disappoint yourself or you want to know that you have a strategy under your belt or you want to, you know, I, I was just looking back and I saw the post about being comfortable with getting uncomfortable. And it's like, it starts in your face. Like you gotta, you know, those aren't necessarily stick figure whiteboard technical cues, yeah. but you think about those too. How important are those? They're massively important. I, yeah. I devoted a full ebook to just that. And it's 40 pieces of content. It's 40 slides that are just about perspective. Um, it gives me goosebumps just talking about it because it's your mentality is so important when it comes to not just your performance, but also your expectations. And I have learned that through my own experience as an athlete, but even more so as a coach and trying to communicate that to people because um, ego always gets in the way. Mm -hmm. It always changes up what you think you should be able to do. And that's why there's, I feel like there's also been a big push within the past couple of years about the importance of scaling and the importance of doing less better uh, and not getting so caught up in the sexy movements of the ring muscle up and um, uh, handstand push-ups or walking, whatever. Like, Hey, let's, let's really, yeah, those are, those are really cool to see people do those with virtuosity, but let's be honest, like, Bob, where are you right now, man? I mean, and I'm just <laughs> Bob, saying, <laughs> come on, man. Come on, man. Like, like just, just focus on doing less better. And, and, um, you're going to be amazed with, um, uh, laying that wide, the wide base of your pyramid as, as you work your way up the skill set. Yeah. 
So when it comes to a situation like the open where we don't know what the workouts are until we know what the workouts are, literally, um, how do you recommend forming an approach, forming a strategy? And then that's going to lead into my next question of doing these workouts more than once. So so question one, part one, uh, when you find out about what these are, how do you kind of like figure out what your approach should be? Uh, so main thing uh, that is always a factor is like, um, okay. And going back to Savan Matosian, he mm-hmm. created a documentary way back in the day um, called every second counts. And really that's what we're Classic. talking about. Here. Yeah. That's what we're talking about with the open is every second counts. So you want to maximize the efficiency of your movements. And that's why we have standards but even more so, it's even more important to understand your capabilities and your capacity. And Pat Sherwood has a really great quote that I've um, illustrated called uh, break before you are broken. And I know when I say that to you guys, I'm sure you know exactly what I'm talking about. I mean, when it comes down to uh, any kind of overhead movement, any kind of even like sit-ups, anything to where you can completely exhaust yourself and you have to take off, you have to rest way more than what you would have to, if you just broke it up into smaller chunks. So any uh, movement for me, same. <laughs> literally same. any movement. <laughs> and, and so the first thing that I would encourage people to do is, is to start to um, get some kind of game plan with regard to chunks of reps and how many they can do unbroken. Now, <laughs> I want to say, take that game plan, throw it out the window. Uh, (laughs) No, but it's, it's almost like, okay, that, that first number that you came up with, if you're like, okay, if the, if the rep scheme is like, uh, we'll say, we'll take Fran just for example. Yeah. Um, And you're like, okay, I'm pretty sure I can do 21, 15, nine unbroken and 95 pounds. Okay. What I would strongly suggest is to, even though you feel confident with that, I would still say, okay, let's, let's, let's say that's a best case scenario. Let's plan on um, going maybe seven, seven, seven for your first rep 21 really quick transitions. As soon as you, you set the bar down, take a big breather and go back to your next set of seven. And then next time around for the 15, do go into it thinking that you're going to do eight and seven. Um, and if you're feeling really good, go through the whole, the whole 15, but what you should, you should expect is to break way more than what you think that you might have to. Um, because <laughs> I feel like I'm quoting so many, pulling out so many different quotes. Mike Tyson says like, everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the face. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's Isn't that the open? That's exactly how the open is. It's like, you can plan, um, but it doesn't really matter what your plan is when you're sucking wind like a muffler and you have no idea what day it is. So it's more important to have a perspective going into it that um, Theodore Roosevelt says, when you're going through hell, just keep on going. And I've, I've said that to myself so many times, like, Hey, this is what I signed up for. And I'm going to look at it as a challenge. I'm not going to get upset. I'm just going to do the best I can today. Hey, Nikki, let's take a quick break and talk about our sponsor this week. You can. Yeah, you can is an awesome supplement brand that sent John and I a whole bunch of yummy goodies to try different like powders and supplements. And I personally, my favorite is the energy bars because your girl ain't got no time to meal prep or cook. <laughs> so finding a good, decent bar like to grab when I'm on my way to the gym or something is hard, but I really do like the you can ones. The bars are great. I gave one to my daughter the other day because she doesn't like protein bars, but she was really hungry yeah, yeah. and we were going to work out. I'm like, hey, baby girl, eat this bar. And she's like, gives me that skeptical 
multiple look and she's like, that was really good. And I'm like, uh-huh. yeah, it was really good. It's like, no, really it's team. hard to find. Yeah, they were great. And uh, I like the, they sent some granola. I love the granola. I and um, I've been using the energy drink before my workouts and it, it, it's hard to describe other than it just helps me push through. So if it's like a 20 minute workout, usually I'm hitting that wall at about the 12 to 14 minute mark. I don't hit that wall anymore. And yeah. it's, it's been really, really great for me for prep for the open, which is what I've been using it for. Yeah. So what I find interesting is like when I think about supplement companies that make like bars or, or, or whatever, insert, you know, powder or, or supplement here, I oftentimes, even myself, I kind of find myself being like, like how many carbs are in this? Like, is that important for me to watch or be careful of? And the interesting thing about you can is they're infusing their products with what they call a super starch, which is a patented low releasing complex carbohydrate that delivers this steady, long lasting energy without triggering an insulin response. Cause it's not like loaded with sugar. So like when you think about carbs that you should avoid, you think about sugar because it might not fit in your macros or it might spike your insulin or whatever. But when you think about carbs for energy, we freaking need them, especially crossfitters. And especially if you're doing something like, um, you know, grabbing a bar instead of a meal like I am. So I really love that you can is basically obsessed with the science behind our athletic performance and developed this carb blend that you actually do want and you do need, and it is important for you and it boosts your energy and helps you not hit that wall. So it's, I appreciate them kind of like (laughs) taking the evil out of carbs for me because they're really necessary. Well, all that fancy voodoo science aside, (laughs) I'll tell you, like for me personally, uh, the thing that I've appreciated about it, it doesn't give me that jittery feeling that I get from like pre-workouts or mm-hmm. you know, mid-workout stuff. Like I don't get all shaky. Yeah. Um, I, and I don't feel like bloated or full. It's just like I've had some water, right. Yeah. Or like something really, actually not water, like something really light going into a workout. And then I, I legit feel like it's helping me kind of push past yeah. that part. It's not making me stronger. It's not making me faster because it's not magic. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not from the world of Harry Potter. However, uh, it, uh, I know if only, yeah. um, but it does help me kind of push past where I'm used to. And, you know, I wouldn't even call it a second wind. It's just like, I can keep going. And yeah. it's been really valuable for me to start hitting those thresholds, you know, leading into the open or just kind of pushing my training at this point. And if you guys want to try any of these awesome you can products, you can enter the code WADS, W-O-D-S, to save 20% off of your first purchase. We will um, post a link to our specific Make Pods Great Again page uh, in the show notes of this episode, but you can also go to you can, that's U-C-A-N dot C-O slash W-O-D-S, WADS. WADS. All right. Yeah. Perfect. Well, with that, back to the show. Yeah, I love that because that that would help me if I went into it being like, okay, I'm going to do sets of 10 and I get to five and I'm like, nope, I'm going to do sets of five. I would feel way less defeated if I went into it saying, I'm going to do sets. I know I'm going to break this shit up. Maybe it'll be 10. And then I don't get there and I'm like, well, okay, I knew I was going to break it up. So that is, you know, game plan changing, but not really. Actually, it's still kind of exactly the same. So we're just going to go with this. I I get where that perspective comes in and is handy to have. And it comes back to personal awareness. Like right now I feel like athletically, I'm like a shadow of what I used to do with (laughs) competition. And I remember my perspective back then. And this is when, when I started getting really good, 
like when my performance was really good and my awareness of what my capabilities were really, what they were, if, if I saw, okay, if I saw a, a rep scheme of 21 and in my gut, in my ego, I'd be like, I can go unbroken for 21. But I'll tell you what, when I started to break it down and go seven, 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 or just, or if I knew I had to break one time, I would break dead center in the middle of that rep scheme and then have equal work parts on either side, man, I would do, I would do so much better because I would be humbling myself. And again, I would be breaking before I was broken and I can, I could, my performance was way better. So That I just so- hate even breaks. I just hate oh, even <laughs> breaks. Even breaks is the worst. I just got to do one more rep on the front half than on the yeah. back half. Well, <laughs> That's all I got to do. But uh, to answer your question again, yeah. what I'm trying to say is this. Don't expect your game plan to be your golden sword in this whole thing. Um, because it, it's a very high likelihood that it's going to get messed up because you're going to be fatigued and exhausted. What's better is that you have a, a perspective. Focus on your perspective of the workout and your mental preparation. That's more important. Okay. 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 So leading into part two, you do the workout and you were like, I had a game plan. And now I totally understand what that was. Yeah. And most of us say, I want to try it again. How do you feel about the redos? I, I will say this. Um, <laughs> uh, okay there's a few things that you have to take into consideration here. And as a coach, the answer is always, it depends. And it's a, it's a bad politically correct way of answering (laughs) things, but it's true. No comment. No comment. (laughs) If you are a competitor, if you want to see your name go higher and higher, higher on the leaderboard, there's no question that our redo is going to be the way to go. And I say that because there is a massive, advantage to having a familiarity going into a workout and knowing when the pain is really going to sit. You know, the pain is going to happen sooner or later, but you're able to govern and you're able to pace yourself much better when you experience it firsthand. Okay. So if you're a competitor, do the redo, but plan it, make sure that you're going to be recovered for the next workout that's going to come on down the train, back down the line. Mm -hmm. Now, if you're just the weekend warrior, or if you just signed up because your buddy signed up, Man, I would just, I would do one and done. I would have fun. I would do one and done, do your best effort, because that's really what the Open's about. It's just, it's just a, a general test of fitness, and there's a camaraderie to it. Yep. I, would, I would not let myself get caught up in, in the redos. Yeah, smart. I've redone, I, I redid all of them last year. Yeah. Some of them more than twice. And uh, I do think there's now I was I was competing in a division, though, like I was trying to put up a good score. But I do think there's value in the redos to achieve what you described, which is figure out, did my plan work and would a yeah. different plan work better? So I yeah. I don't disagree with you. Like I this year, I'm I'm totally subscribing to one and done. I'm not going to do them. But I think I might actually do better this year because I'm I'm going to be forced to follow my plan. <laughs> right. Like, mm-hmm. like I'm smart enough now to know which plan works and which one doesn't. And the plan where you go full send for the first round, that plan doesn't usually work. You know, it, like, it just doesn't it like good it, when it's happening though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I've, I've made that mistake. And so I've learned, you know, last year I learned as I was doing it multiple times that, you know, where I should break and that almost always exactly what you said, which is small chunks, break, small chunk, break, small chunk, break will beat a big set at the very beginning, 
every single time. Yeah. You know, you just have to get past that anxiety of I'm not moving fast enough exactly. or or I'm not yeah. making up enough time. The only alternate side of this argument, as I'm sitting here arguing with myself, is that if you post a worse time, the second time is the most depressing feeling ever. Uh, oh. so, but it barely ever happens. That yeah. barely oh, ever it happened. Happens, it happened once to me, though. I was Oof. so depressed. It was so bad. So um, I, I typically in years past, I redo the, every single workout and it's, it's truly not necessarily because I am a, I'm not a competitor. That's for sure. And it's not even necessarily because I have a huge desire to see my name jump on the leaderboard. For me, it's like, you know, I do the workout on Friday or Saturday. I'm gonna work out on Monday. Like yeah, I'm going yeah. to the gym. I don't, the day I usually take off is Thursday. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to work out anyway. Why would I not? If I'm there and I'm going to dedicate, you know, 10 to 20 minutes to some kind of AMRAP, why would I not give myself a chance to do better? And it's just another test. That's kind of how I see it. It's not because I'm trying to win anything and Lord knows I couldn't even if I wanted to try. Um, but for me, it's just like that. It's like, oh, I'm already here. I'm already going to sweat and I'm going to push myself. Like, why wouldn't I retest? I have a much better sense of this workout now than I did two or three days ago. Yeah. This year, I'm only going to do that shit once and I'm going to do it scaled. But I think it should count as doing it twice since I'm technically two humans right now. Just saying. Yeah, completely. Completely. I, and I, I should get it, double points on the leaderboard. And I don't think you're the only person that subscribes to that notion either. <laughs> <laughs> oh my Lord. Nikki's baby's going to score higher than I am in the open. There's no He's doubt. score higher than I am. He's got a <laughs> higher heart rate than I do already. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's the way it works. Well, yeah, I, you know, true. I will say, um, you know, I hope people go to your site and start looking at some of these drawings. Like, you know, I'm not trying to blow your head up here, Carl, but like I was, I've been teaching my daughter and her uh, boyfriend, like kind of CrossFit movements and uh, full disclosure, I'm not a level one, level two, nothing. Like I've just done CrossFit for you a long time. You one No, of course not. And oh, you um, totally go. If they'll give it to me for free, I will. A thousand dollars can either buy me a guitar or get me a, a weekend certificate. I'll take the guitar every single time. Anyway. Um, but I've done, I've done CrossFit for a decade, so I know all the movements really well, and I've got a lot of trial and error under my belt. So I figured out the ways that things aren't very efficient and things that aren't really efficient. And one movement I'm really good at is the burpee, right? And I know it seems simple, but burpees are not as simple as you would think. They're just not. And there's some ways that are more efficient than others. And so I've been trying to teach them doing efficient burpees and this week you posted don't squat the burpee and i'm like holy crap that is the way i do it and i haven't known how to explain it until just now other than this is exactly how i like i was walking them through the yep. movements and i'm like gotta stand up and put your hands to your feet and you know the hinge and i'm like showing them the whole thing and they don't know what i'm talking about and if i'd had this drawing they would have thought i was a genius so now <laughs> i've got the drawing so yeah. so i hope people go and look at at what you're doing here because my point to that whole saga is that, you know, I think if you're going into the open with a kind of a mindset like I do, which is, you know, I might not score as well as I want, I'm going in this year thinking, all right, I'm going to go in and put up good movement. Mm -hmm. Like, that's what I want. I want to go in and put up good movement. I want to keep moving, you know, I, not, you know, blow my lungs out in the first 30 seconds like I normally do and survive. And, you know, for me, I think these drawings help with that. Like I used it today in the burpees and, I did big sets and I was able to maintain them because the whole time I'm like mentally thinking through each part of this movement. And it not only did it keep me moving, but the quality of the movement was there. 
And then yeah. for me, that was the important part is like, if I have good quality now and I need to speed it up two or three days from now, fingers crossed, <laughs> it's going to be better. We'll yeah. see. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. Um, I honestly, I know it, it's, <laughs> everyone is like different, obviously. And I, you have to kind of, you have to look introspectively at yourself to be like, okay, like what makes me tick? Like what keeps me up at night? What do I, what do I think about when I am walking the aisles of the grocery store or just doing tasks throughout your, your day? And what I'm getting at here is that I, I'm so thankful to have this platform of whiteboard daily because like coaching cues and ways to describe movement with analogies and metaphors and even perspectives on life. It's like, this has been my platform to share these things that are in my mind. And I'm just thankful that it helps other people, especially coaches, because I know I've, I've been a coach for a big chunk of my life. And I know that when it comes time to like communicate movement to people, you're looking for suggestions. You're looking for how other people say it. And um, so I create it as a resource so people can share the thing, the drawings that I do. And I'm just thankful that it works. <laughs> so I know, I know it was created as a sort of like educational resource, but what went through your mind the first time you saw someone get a tattoo of one of your drawings, because that is all over the place. It's There's like a whole section of on your highlights of people who have ink of your doodles. You don't understand. The first time <laughs> that happened, I the first time it happened, um, I was like, okay, I'm like, I'm onto something here. Yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah, I would say so. All the, okay, and I'm sure that you guys feel the same way in the sense that that's this. If you're a creator. Uh, and you guys have got this phenomenal podcast and you want to create something that's relevant. That's, that's been the main goal of mine with whiteboard Day is just to create something that's relevant that people, uh, find value and they, and they can use it in their, in their daily life. And so when people start like <laughs> tattooing my drawings on their body, I'm like, I, that's a pretty good sign that something's relevant to somebody. <laughs> uh huh. So it's, it's a massive compliment and it's, and it's, I'm extremely humbled and I, I don't even have any tattoos myself, but I'm like, man, I'm, I'm probably gonna get a snatched sequence tattoo in, my, <laughs> so in the future. Yeah, I would have been amazing. so paranoid. I would have been like, oh shit, I really should have like straightened out that one stick figure. Somebody <laughs> who has permanent ink on your body forever now. <laughs> and the first one was in that, the very first one, I, I'm, I know it took a, I don't know. I, I forget what year. I think it was 2019. Um, and it was a young lady in China who got the tattoo of the Mike Bergner cue when the arms bend, the power ends. And so that, many people have that one. That's like yeah, a favorite. It is. And the crazy thing is that it's like, it, technically, it's kind of a controversial cue because, I mean, you look at, there's a lot of phenomenal lifters that can really move a lot of heavy weight with some early arm bend. And mm -hmm. so it's not necessarily, I, 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 to me, it's true. To me, I'm like, I'm going to, that's how I'm going to coach it. Um, but for some people it's different. So man, it is what it is. So wild. Well, I want to feature someone with a make watch great again tattoo. So whoever's got the cojones to get it done, I'll give you your very own meme. That's your, I know I was going to say out. like, as quote unquote, as creators, ain't nobody getting a make pods great again. Nope. <laughs> 
podcast tattoo, so I don't know this feeling whatsoever. I mean, Nikki, Nikki has a tattoo of me on her butt. It's right in the middle. Well, obviously. Yeah, yeah right. it's one of those portraits, <laughs> right but it's a portrait that came out like <laughs> making him look like a really scary baby by accident. Yes, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> this is our life, Carl. You're welcome know, to join it at any time. Wow. So, yeah. so what is next for Whiteboard Daily? What are you working on? Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on. Um, man, I'll try and trying to distill it real quick. Um, the big thing is I'm partnering with some really great brands, some really great businesses that I have a lot of respect for. And I'm thankful because it kind of helps me build credibility within my brand. Um, uh, for example, uh, caffeine and kilos, which we're all very, <gasps> sure, very oh, yeah, I love them. Yes, love Danny. Them. Um, I'm going to have some, not only I'm going to have some great uh, apparel in the future partnering with them, but I posted a really cool video that a young lady in Kentucky, uh, she had her own homemade, not homemade. It was just like, like a, a laser etching kit at home. And she took a Yeti tumbler and she took like 12 of my illustrations and she did it. She laser etched them on a Yeti as a gift for her coach. And I posted it. I want, let me go real quick just to see how many, um, it's, it's pretty recent. Um, over 52,000 views of this, um, um, video and people were just, they went crazy about oh, it. Look, this, she got real granular. It's not just like yeah. four big stick figures on one bottle. It's like, no, it's it, like eight or 10, maybe little tiny, really detailed ones. That looks awesome. And, so I, and at the very top of the caption, because I knew this was going to be big. I said, Hey, if you're interested in this, uh, send me an email. And my friends, I, I kid you not, I had over 300 emails in my inbox to which I responded to every single one of them. <laughs> and um, so long story short, uh, if you guys know Danny Lear with Caffeine Kilos, oh, yeah. he and yeah. I are working together to create a tumbler that we're going to sell. It's going to, and I just finished up today, actually, the illustrations that will go on, it'll be wrapped, it'll be laser etched. Um, and so like, that's an example of like the next step of some stuff that I'm going to be doing. Um, and you know, along with other coaching content for other brands, Abmat, stick mobility, ascent protein, like some really cool brands that I thankfully, uh, believe in me. And, and also too, I, I can't end a podcast without saying a massive thank you to get our who, um, was one of the first big equipment. They were the first, equipment supplier to really believe in whiteboard daily. And they've just been a fantastic supporter of me ever since the get-go. So oh, that's awesome. too. I love when, when like collabs happen like that, yeah. so many great brands in our space and so many good creators. And it's like, it's just like you walk into the gym and you meet your best friends and we have that community in the gym. Oh. It totally exists on the business side of CrossFit too, which warms my heart. Big time. And really, and another one too, actually, so the Velasa, they're, they're a smaller shoe brand, but they specialize, oh. they make a beautiful lifter. Hold on, hang tight real quick. Grab it. I want to see it. Oh, they, haven't, they, haven't get, they haven't given me free shoes yet. So I know we need to yeah. maybe <laughs> roast them until they send you some. Yes. Like, oh, those are tight. Look at those. Oh, no. They put yeah. your, oh, that's yeah, cool. Ring. The doodle's right there in the heel. And this one has got whiteboard daily. And so we did That's a, um, tight. so another example, and also here, check this out. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> so we should we should have asked Carl about gear to start this off. Look how exciting it is. <gasps> so these are, are those crash pads? Yeah, yep. the crash pads. And um, who makes so, those? That's Abmat. Abmat. That's Abmat, of course. Yeah. Yeah. So Abmat, so those are, those are some other products that are going to be coming through. Like 
legit collaborations that will be not just like a special run, but uh, so like Velasa, I'm going to be doing uh, the whiteboard daily Velasa strike. And for Admat, we're going to be doing the whiteboard daily crash cushions. Um, just, just crazy stuff, just fun, oh, wow. awesome stuff that I'm just so thankful for. And so if people want to follow you, get in touch with you, buy your book, like what's the best resource? Where should they head? Yeah. Um, well, two ways. I mean, obviously you can follow me on, on whiteboard daily on Instagram, but also uh, my email is carl at wbd.tips. And, um, Easy. it's, uh, I, I respond to everybody. Sometimes it takes me a little bit because I get a lot of messages, but Trust me, I, uh, I'm you all about it. You and John, I don't know yeah. how you both do it. You both respond to everybody. It's so impressive. Yeah, but pe- people are asking him real questions, Nikki. They're just sending me jokes and saying, <laughs> yeah. saying rude stuff to me. Saying, so. Yeah, mean things. Yeah, just saying mean things. That's all it is. It's totally different. Well, Carl, it's been fun, man. Thanks for yeah. joining us. It's uh, always fun to have a first-timer on the podcast. You could say now uh, this podcast has its new Carl smell. So that's good, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> Like, I've been like saving SNL. that joke. I've been saving that joke the whole episode. Damn there you it. go. There I know. You go. I no, su- super fun. Everybody, make sure you check out Whiteboard Daily. Uh, huge opportunity for you guys to get prepared for the open, not to mention far beyond that. And, yeah. Uh, we'll have you back on soon. All right, Carl? Hey, uh, it's been an honor. Thank you guys so much. I look forward to hearing the more episodes from you guys in the future. All right. Nikki, glad you're feeling well as thank always. You. Thank and, you. Thank uh, you. Good luck competing for two. Well, thank you. (laughs) You'll kill it. And for everyone listening, we appreciate you guys joining us this evening and we will chat with you soon.